Hello folks and welcome back to Book Around. Today we are, um, after the harrowing episode last week, going to do a wholesome book, My Life with the Chimpanzees by Jane Goodall. Let's jump in. Yes, hello folks and welcome back to Book Around. Um, so up top there, a more wholesome episode today. Finally doing Jane Goodall, that's the obvious person to do uh, other than David Attenborough. Um, when we are doing an animal season, which of course we are. Um, speaking of Attenborough, I might have to include him into the series somewhere at some point because I haven't prepared anything yet. I haven't really prepared for this episode, um, as I'm hoping <laughs> won't show through as I tried to recount this book. Basically, I read this book earlier this this year but I didn't make any detailed notes. It wasn't one that I knew I was necessarily going to cover at the time. So we are going very much off my recollection. Uh, more of a general feeling of the book than, than detailed notes, but hopefully going to give you enough information to give you an idea of if it's something you'd like to read. Um, I highly recommend it, and, and I'll get into kind of why. Um, but as we always do, it's become a regular feature on the podcast. Let's just you know, check in um with ourselves and see how we're doing. I I can't hear you through the podcast, but I hope that you're doing well out there. Um if you're not, I hope things improve soon. Um I'm doing okay. I, I'm currently occupying an, an empty house because uh you might have seen an Instagram that I posted Niche has has gone off dog sitting um for 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 my in-laws. Um and her her parents obviously uh so she has left me alone in the house for a week which um means i've got more free time to do podcasts and stuff but you know it means i'll be very lonely and i'll miss her but the the one plus side is i'm in the nice office again um which is always a delight because the bookshelf is right behind me um outside of that my dc comics deep dive continues um, I don't want to turn this into a comics podcast necessarily, but I'm reading a lot more uh, comics than I am quote-unquote real books at the moment. Um, it's, just, it's just the way it's going. I'm still reading Scott Snyder's Justice League. I've been deep diving on comics from the 80s and all kinds of stuff. I, I won't bore you on it. There's plenty of good podcasts out there. Um, if you want to listen to a podcast about DC Comics... Might I recommend Dr. DC? Uh, I've been listening to that one a lot, um, like constantly <laughs> through my working days as I work. I have that on in the background. It's really interesting. It's really insightful. Um, consider this a five-star review for Dr. DC. Go and check it out. Go and follow them, support them, do anything you can. Those guys are great over there. Um, but back to our podcast today. So, Jane Goodall, in case you don't know who she is, uh, a seminal uh, sort of anim animal uh, researcher and, and someone who's done a lot to raise awareness uh, in terms of conservation issues, primarily with chimpanzees and, and other primates, um, but obviously just generally an, an animal lover and, you know, a great person, someone that we can look up to, aspire to be like in, in the same way as, as your Attenboroughs and people like that. Um, one thing that I like about her that we're going to get into, uh, in this book in a moment, 
like one of the main things that I think that I liked to read about um, up top is that in some of the other books in, in this particular season, you might have noticed that I get very uncomfortable when it's a more scientific book and they're talking about uh, capturing and experimenting on the animals. I really don't like that. Um, I don't believe that we should be doing that. I believe that all life should be left um, free and, and kind of, you know, uh, to live a natural life. We shouldn't be harassing animals. We should leave them alone to, to float peacefully in their own little worlds. Um, but Jane Goodall also believes this. So she is a researcher, but she purely does um, observational stuff. She doesn't uh, interfere with the animals in, in any way. Um, she doesn't kind of hassle them and capture them and experiment on them. You know, she believes that that stuff is, is wrong. Um, and that actually comes up in the book. She does uh, stuff to, to stop people doing that as well. So that's that's good. Um so well, let's get into it then. What what is this book? You know, you might be wondering. Okay, it's got quite a vague title. Is it is it her life story? Is it purely about chimpanzees? Is what exactly is it? Um, and what what age range I've got to think it about since doing Duncan Wood? What age range is this? Uh, is this book aimed at? So this one surprised me. Um, in the other in the other way. Um, about age range. So, I uh I. I fibbed a bit up top I said I read this book I listened to the audiobook on this one actually um because it's read by Jane Goodall and I always like it when the author reads their own book I always think that's a nice thing to hear um and this book and you can tell very much if you listen to the audiobook version is is pitched like it's very accessible to, to all ages but I think it's pitched at younger readers um the, the way that uh, Jane Goodall tells the story and, and the way that she intonates it and the, the phrasing uh, of it all, you know, is, is very, like, kid-friendly um, and very intentionally accessible. Um, she, she helps to keep everything fairly simple and straightforward. She uh, adds kind of nov novel bits of humour throughout it to keep... So it's, it's not, you know, it's not a dry scientific text is what I'm saying, um, for instance, something like Empire of Ants that we, we also read on this season. This one is a lot more conversational and a, a lot more chatty. So if you've come here to learn hard science about chimpanzees, this is probably not the book for you. But if you just want a general feel of um, several years in the life of, of an animal uh, conservation worker, this is a great book to pick up. It starts with her talking about her childhood and... Um, I don't remember the story. She tells a story about chickens, like she was sneaking into the the chicken coop of a family home, and I don't know what she was doing with them. She, she, you know, obviously her her opinions on animals are very like laissez faire, you know, leave them alone, don't hassle them. So she wasn't like doing anything to bother the chickens, but I don't remember if she was like counting them or examining what they looked like or just like uh, you know observing how they interact with each other. I can't remember. But she kept hiding and, and her mum would find her like hidden in the chicken coops. There's like some funny stories at the start of the book about that. So she talks about how, you know, she's always had an affinity for animals. She's always wanted to get involved and, and do something. Um, and then this opportunity came for her. I think it was like when she was at university to go out and do some research out in Borneo uh, with the chimpanzees. I hope it's Borneo. I've said that out loud now and I feel like that's more of an orangutan place, but. 
alas, she goes she goes to do research. I want to say Borneo, but I don't know if I'm right. Um, but primarily she goes and does research and conservation work with chimpanzees. And it talks about how she uh, works to, to gain the trust of the chimpanzees, how she um, interacts with them, you know, in a respectful way uh, without hassling them, without taking them out of their natural environment, but just to get them used to her being there and, and to let them know that she's not a threat so that she can kind of walk freely around and and uh, analyze them. And it's that is the the bulk of the book, to be honest. And I feel like if I go too much into the specifics on that, um, I won't do as good of a job explaining it. And, and also, I'm, I'm probably going to uh, spoil the pleasure of reading it for you. I'm just giving you a broad structural overview um, of the book. So, so that's the, the, the majority of it. And then the the last few chapters form a kind of epilogue and call to action. And this was the bit that, that I personally found the most compelling and interesting part of the book. The whole book's great. Five stars. Get Go and get the book. Go and read it it's, or listen to it. It's great. Um, but the ending is the bit that I found the most compelling because she kind of wraps up her own story in, in terms of like you know, wherever she wants to leave it or, or up to where she is in her life. She, I don't think she brings us right up to modern day, but whenever, what was modern when the book was written? Um, but then she adds this bit in, and I don't know if it was in the original text or if it's a revised edition, and it's like a what can you do now? Um, and it's brilliant. She talks about, and, and it's, you know, geared uh, primarily at sort of school-age children, I think, but, you know, it... It encourages you to think. Um, I remember seeing a, a quote, some sort of meme thing on Facebook, and I, I never ever take inspirational meme quotes particularly seriously. I, I tend to find them a little bit cringy. But this one, I thought, it made a lot of sense. It the, and the quote was, um, "Helping one animal won't change the world, but it will change the world for that one animal." And I think in this day and age, when we look around and um, we can feel a little bit powerless by the uh, the state of a lot of what's going on in the world. Sometimes we, you know, you can feel a little bit impotent in terms of like, well, what can I do to help and make a difference that it doesn't sometimes feel like we have uh, a lot of agency in our own lives. But what that quote meant and, and what this bit of the book is, is going to sort of tell us is, well, if you can help one animal or small number of animals um to live a happier life then you have made a huge change imagine if somebody dropped a large sum of money in your lap now that's not going to change the world but it would change the world for you because um suddenly you uh, you know whatever your economic status may be uh for me it would be okay well now i can pay off uh, all the outstanding stuff for the the wedding with that, and we can make sure all the bills are paid, and and um you know maybe buy the house and whatever it is, and and some sort of security there. Um, everyone's obviously got their own challenges and their own battles, but you know it would change the world for you. It wouldn't change the world generally, and that's the point: is that there's stuff we can do that might seem small to us, but to a particular animal, that might mean the difference between life and death or, you know, a good quality of life versus a poor one. Um, 
and it's great. So she encour she encourages us to to get involved at a grassroots level, um, which is not something you see in a lot of uh, a lot of books. I d I don't think um, certainly not many books that I've read end with a call to action. Sometimes you will will read a great work of fiction and there's clearly a, a moral message in there whether you know how deeply buried or or how obvious that there's, there's something that's to ruminate and ponder on and and you know maybe there's a, a call for society to change generally but this this is a call for you personally me personally to go out and do something and i i think that's great um so you know for instance for me um I I am a vegetarian. Now, that's not something that you have to do to be a good person by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I am trying to be vegan. I'm, I'm mostly vegan. We've certainly cut out like milk and butter and things like that. Um, you know, that's not something that, that you have to do to be a good person. But it is certainly something that is, you know, I've now stopped contributing to the conservation of animals or whatever it might be and then that's in some way going to help I guess there are other things you can do obviously you can build a book hotel you can um do things for for hedgehogs there's all kinds of little practical tips you can do you can just have a bird feeder out so that birds passing over your garden can have food there's all sorts of little small ways we can help animals out um and I guess we don't think about it as much as we should could whatever it might be and this this part of the book, the last, I'd say, three chapters or so, really focuses in on that. And it, it tells you practical things you can go out and do, um, whether that is yourself or in a small organization, if you're part of a school or if you're part of a neighborhood group or whatever it might be. Um, really good. I, re I really found that impressive. So the book then takes three broad structural things. One tells you about Jane Goodall's, uh, Jane Goodall's life. Who is she? How did she get into, you know, wanting to work with animals? Two, what was it like when she was out doing her research? And then three, where are we at now as a society and what can you do to help? Um, and I thought that was brilliant. So it's a really simple, accessible, pretty short book, but there's a lot packed in there. And if you want something that's going to inspire you to... Um, you know, uh, get up off off the sofa and do something. Then this is this is a, a good a book as any to do that. Um, and who knows what change you you might want to make in in your life. Um, but it just it helps it to feel more worthwhile. I suppose sometimes we do things and we don't see the immediate impact of them, so then we devalue it. You know, if you eat healthily for a week, you might not necessarily lose any weight that week, and then you think, oh, it didn't really do anything but it, it did you know that there will be little unseen benefits going on in your body and it's the same thing broadly in the world isn't it there's little unseen benefits that we don't know about and it, I guess it just gets you to think about that to um, ruminate more on the positive power that we all do have um, no matter how powerless we, we might feel there's, there's little bits we can all do and I am waffling, and this is going to be a longer than average episode, but I just, I liked the book, and I feel like I've spoken more about my feelings uh, towards the book than I have about the book itself, but hey, that's what you come to the podcast for, you can go and read it, I'm just telling you what I thought and what I, you know, why I would recommend it. Um, so, 
go out, pick it up, read it, listen to it, whatever it might be. Let me know. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Drop me a comment on Insta, Facebook, whatever it might be. Um, if you've decided to to make a change, tell me if the book inspired you. Um, that'd be great. Next week, or well, rather this weekend, I'm hoping really to do another episode. I don't know what we'll do. Um, I do really want to do Badgerland, but I think that might be like the season finale of of animals because. Uh, badgers are um, kind of a very quintessentially English animal, like a sort of flagship, you know, very cool animal, very recognisable, iconic for, for this, this country where I live, and under massive threat, um, f- which we we'll can get into and talk about. So I might do an episode of, of, about them and, and uh, you know, I'll see see what we can do. This weekend, I don't know. It'll be something fun. We might go back under the sea. We might stay in the trees. We probably won't go back and look at books because the the ant episode came out really weird. I'm not sure if we'll do any more book episodes unless I can think of a way to make it more exciting. Um, But yeah, we'll do something nice. So tune back in at the weekend. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble on about this one. And uh, I hope the book inspires you to make a change. Do something nice or you know, hope inspires you to feel positively about your power in the world. Take care, folks. Here's over to me now with the outro. If you have enjoyed this episode of Book Around, if it has inspired you to take positive action in the world, um, then please consider following me on social media. Uh, Book Around Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at Book Around Pod. Um, Don't use Twitter as much though, so maybe just Facebook and Insta. You can get in touch with me if you like, uh, bookaround at outlook.com. Man went blank for a moment there. Um, Yeah, tune back in. Sometime later in the week we'll have a new episode. It's so amateurish. I'm no better three seasons in than I was the first season. But hopefully you are having a good time where you are. Stay safe, take care, and keep on booking around.